Yesterday I was talking with a friend, and this is a friend who, he and I are similar in a lot of ways, and we like to, we're health nerds, we like to think about like longevity. A lot of, you know, a lot of times we actually have that idea in our head about how we could maybe actually live forever as human beings, or like at least we could live a lot longer than most people think is realistic right now. You know, we think we could live well into well over 100 years old, et cetera, et cetera. And we were sitting there thinking, like, isn't it ironic that this thing, that this thing that I'm going to talk about in this episode is the thing that theoretically, according to studies and statistics, would be the thing that would most likely kill us at a fairly young age. And by a fairly young age, I mean, you know, 60, 70. I, like, I doubt either of us is going to keel over within the next, you know, few hours, but I mean, <laughs> but at a fairly young age. Because, like, both of us are very healthy, right? We're, you know, well, we're in our mid-30s right now. We have probably, you know, I know for a fact that I'm 10 or 11, 12% body fat. He's probably that or maybe not much more. We're in like the healthy body fat range. We exercise, you know, we eat nutritious foods. We sleep well. We don't use any drugs. He maybe drinks a little alcohol, but like not even a lot. Like we're, we're healthy. We're like boring healthy, you know? So it's like that you guys should have like no health risks. And then obviously we have no like chronic medical conditions as far as we're aware of, right? So we really started laughing when we were thinking about technically based on everything we hear, this is the thing that is most likely to kill us at a fairly young age. And what that thing is, is the fact that we eat a lot. The fact that we eat a lot, both he and I eat a lot of calories. We probably eat almost double the amount of the average person. So if the average person, let's just say, you know, according to statistics, well, they always say that the average person has a diet of about 2,000 calories. On average, for he and I to maintain our weight, we probably eat at least like 3,500, maybe 4,000. We have high metabolisms. And this is good in a modern world. It's good in a modern world where you have all this junk food and your high metabolism helps keep you burn it off and you know, it's, it's very, it's very hard for him or I to get fat. Like for he or I to get fat, we would have to be eating like 6,000 calories a day. And just anyway, so there's lots of advantages to having a fast metabolism nowadays. Now, the, the, the paradoxical interesting part is that when you study longevity, one of the things that people are always talking about that's useful for longevity is caloric restriction or at least periods of caloric restriction. Now, this is an extremely nuanced topic, as are most topics in the field of of health and fitness, but caloric restriction, meaning you're in a calorie deficit, you're eating less calories than you're burning, which also theoretically means that your body is catabolic, meaning it's losing weight somehow. It's, It's losing either, well, fat, which is what most people want, or losing muscle, or losing something, right? Now, theoretically, calorie, caloric restriction, or periods of caloric restriction are good for your long-term health. They're good for our longevity. Once again, a very nuanced topic. But then I I like started asking, I was like talking to him. I'm like, you know what though? Here's the thing. They always say that, but like, what is the actual science behind it? Why is eating less actually supposedly good for longevity, right? Like why is caloric restriction, all other factors not included? Why would just being in a calorie deficit be good for longevity? And then I started thinking, are we sure that that data is not skewed? Like is is it not just the fact that, okay, most people who eat in a calorie deficit fairly frequently do not have a lot of body fat. And people that eat in a calorie surplus and don't calorie restrict are people that are eating maybe the standard American diet, if we might call it that, right? And are therefore gaining a lot of body fat, which leads to a lot of other issues, diabetes, heart disease, you know, all the, all the other major killers as they call them, right? Now, it's very interesting because 
Okay, so that was that, that was my thought. Like maybe this data is is just skewed. Like you know how sometimes it's like causation versus correlation or whatever. I'm like, is this just like skewed data? Is there like any scientific evidence that says like, all right, yeah, I don't I don't do calorie restriction that often. I eat more calories, much more calories than the average person. Is there any science that actually suggests that that's bad for my or his or anybody else's long-term health and that we're potentially shortening our lives by eating a lot of food? Now, we're definitely shortening our wallets. We make it so we have to spend a lot of money on food, but are we really shortening our lives by eating a lot of food? And so then, you know, I Google the answer because I'm like, you know what? This is one of those I don't even actually understand the scientific answer to this. And so Google goes in to talk about how, you know, having a, well, uh, a higher metabolism technically is bad for longevity. And then Google gets into talking about uh, oxidative stress. Oxidative stress. Now, oxidative stress is one of those things that, like, even someone like me who's like a biohacker, nutrition nerd, I hear the word oxidative stress and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is something bad that's happening in the cells of the body. Essentially, the cells are going bad, but I'm like, do you mean there's like more like free radicals and there's going to be like more likely to have cancer of the cells? Are the cells going to age? People nowadays talk about how aging itself is a disease. Does oxidative stress just mean aging? Like, what do you mean by oxidative stress? And I didn't go far enough down the rabbit hole to actually really, you know, get that into the weeds on that. But the concept, like, I suppose when you think about it in this way, the concept kind of makes sense. Just think about like this metaphor. Like, if you have a machine, and I'm referring to like my friend and I and humans as a machine in this case, if you have a machine that always requires a lot of energy in order to operate, it would make sense that that machine maybe can't last quite as long, right? Think of any sort of like machine, like, oh, that machine requires a lot of battery or a lot of energies or whatever. Maybe it's not going to have as long of a life. So ideally, you would want to create a machine that doesn't need that much energy. Now, what's interesting about this is, so in in the modern world, in the modern first world, you know, in the United States of America, like I live, we've created like an inverse problem. The problem is we have too much food, too much shit food. And so we've had to raise our, we've had to learn to raise our metabolisms. That way we can keep burning fat even when we eat all this junk food. The interesting thing, and studies are actually very interesting on this from everything I've heard, is that if you look at parts of the world that still live in like a more primitive society, where like they always talk about the Hadza tribe, I think it is in Africa, these people move around all day. They get way more steps in than us. They do way more physical stuff than us. Yet the studies will show that their metabolisms are like half as much as my buddy and I, you know, like they could move, say as much as my buddy and I do, do the same exercise, lifting, everything like that, probably have the same body weight, and their body might only need 1,600 or 1,800 calories. Now, why is this? It's because the body is very good at adapting to every situation. So their bodies over time have told them, hey, we live in a place where food is scarce sometimes. So our bodies need to learn how to operate without that much food. In a survival situation, this is what you want. You want to have a low metabolism. That way you can operate without that much food. In a modern world, like the United States, you know, in the, in the U.S., for example, when we have too much junk food, you want a high metabolism. That way all the junk food doesn't affect you as much. But like the theory kind of makes sense. Is like, okay, technically, from a longevity standpoint, what my buddy and I have is not good. We, we require a lot of energy just to maintain our body weight and to operate on a daily basis. 
For survival, technically, both in a short-term and a long-term situation, it's probably better to have a lower metabolism. Now, I'm not advocating that people go out there and get a lower metabolism, like I said, because it's not advantageous in the modern world that we live in. Every one of the fitness clients that I train would love if they could boost their metabolism. That way they could go eat more of their, their junk on the weekends and still be you know healthy and whatever and not, not gain that body fat. But it's just a really interesting thing to think about because, you know, I think about myself and like trying to live a long time and being healthy and longevity and like I've got a lot of things going for me and sometimes I do tell myself like if I could teach my body to operate on less, to eat less, then that would probably be good. Um, Once again, it's a nuanced topic because on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, we know that building muscle is good for longevity. In general, the more muscle you can put on your body in a reasonably healthy way, the better it is for your longevity. So, and obviously to build muscle, you generally can't do that with calorie restriction. I mean, you could maybe do it with like eating just boatloads of protein and a slight calorie deficit, but you know, in general, to build muscle, you need a slight calorie surplus. So it's a really tricky topic, but I just wanted to like put this out there as an episode uh, for some other people of you who might be like health nuts like me, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know who this episode serves uh, because it, it probably just kind of confuses people. It's like, well, am I supposed to like try to get a high metabolism or am I supposed to try to get a low metabolism? I don't even know. Okay. It's tricky because we live in a, a world right now with all these junk food that makes us want a high metabolism, but technically, probably for our longevity, it's better to have a low metabolism. I know you're just probably confused at this point. I'm sorry if I confused you. I hope you were entertained somewhat by the episode, and um, hopefully my buddy and I will just live long anyway, and I hope you do too. Okay. Love you all. Talk again soon. Peace.